When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Bo, 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 bo. Back on the shores of the UK fucking owl up inside your yeah. headpiece, yo, yo, bitch yo, yo. The owl has flown back to his residence <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Wolf and Owl, Wolf and Owl podcast inside the place, inside the ride. I'm going to watch the Wolf and Owl. You um, look good, boy. Nice. You think so? Back to your, mm. back to your, you know, just saying you're on the other side of the bed now, just chilled, just relax. Well, well, it was, uh, it was Alex's birthday over the weekend. Shout out my guy, Alex. Yeah. Um, he doesn't listen to this, um, but, uh, <laughs> he, um, they had a little like kind of, uh, a little sleepover thing downstairs. Nice. And uh, they wanted Lisa to sleep downstairs. Didn't ask for me to be. How many guests? Downstairs. How many guests? Well, it was, it was they had a couple of mates, basically. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, you know, Lisa slept downstairs. And I had the bed to myself. I don't know I'm taking so long to deliver this information. So, I think it's probably uh, a bit, sorry, of sh- bit of shame, in a way. Do you think so? Yeah, because... What, what do I need to be... What, what do I need to feel ashamed about? That that little Alex, when he was thinking, who's going to defend him from you know whatever imaginary beasts or whatever yeah. that might attack him in the night? Hold on, hold on one sec. Speaking of Alex, I'm in. I'm doing a podcast. Do you want to say hello to Tom? Hi Tom. Yeah, Al. Happy birthday, my guy. He said happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Okay. What, what do you know? Good man. Charlie, I asked Charlie to leave my room, but he said no. Okay, I'll speak to him in a bit. All right. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> It's, that's how I, that's how I normally deal with things. What what I'm noticing from your family dynamic at the moment is like Alex and obviously like you know, I love Alex man he's a f- top guy mm. legend of the game. Why don't right? you like the other two? He's, I love the other two. But All what right. I'm saying is Alex Alex is uh, what we're talking about. He sees you more as a sort of mediator referee rather than a sort of security sort of bodyguard in a way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh... So what do you mean? So what, what, so right. He's out in the garden. Yeah. He's turned around and gone. Like, I don't know what beasts and like what scary shit's going through mm. his mind, right? Mm. But he's like, I need someone to defend me mm. if anything happens. Yeah. I'm going to call my mum for that job. Right. And then it's like, Charlie's in his room. Who's the best at mediating? Who's like the sort of like more clerical one of my parents? I want to go to my dad. Well, I, I wish I could even take that as some sort of compliment. But the fact of the matter is the only reason he came to speak to me is because Lisa's out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could I wish I could cling on to even that sort of vague scrap of a compliment you gave me when you suggested he might see me as a, a clerical parent. I can't even I can't even accept that in good faith. Because the truth is, he spoke to me because I'm the only adult in the house. And if there was anyone else, even a burglar, I imagine he would have gone to them first. And Charlie's probably two two what, two, three years away from sort of outranking you in that sense. I guess so, yeah. It might, it might get to a point where the boys actually start asking each other to help them out. <laughs> and then I just become completely and utter. You know, one of the things I notice, I, I, I sometimes think, am I, am I turning into my dad? And every now and again, we, we used to have, I don't know why, we'd have like recordings. There'd be videos from like when we were growing up and stuff, right? And in my head, my dad was like an active parent. I mean, you know. He had his yeah. he had his uh, he had his flaws parenting and husband wise but you know he's he was there or thereabouts right yeah and um 
And it was like really like, you know, I really got on with my dad. Every video <laughs> I've ever seen of us when we were growing up is us all chatting and my dad just completely silent. <laughs> just <laughs> sitting in the corner of the room, just observing stuff or eating something or <laughs> nipping out for a fag. And that's, I think, oh, wow, my dad, in a, if you were to take that as a, as a study of how the house worked, you'd, you'd, you'd conclude from that that my dad was surplus to requirements. Wow. And, that, and that's, how, that's how I feel about myself in this house. I, was, yeah, I don't think you're that guy. I think, I think you, you, they need you for a number of reasons. Yeah. You're, I think you're a good role model for your boys. In what way? I'm never here. I think, and when I'm here, I'm very distracted. No, I think you are. Look, they look at you. They look at that you've got a certain amount of cachet, a certain amount of power. I think um, I, th- I don't think you need the A at the end of cachet. Though. <laughs> I think they very much see me as the uh, financier. Right. If they look at you, right, and you are doing one of your sort of skit- skits and joking around by the side of a pool, and people are laughing at you, like some of your sort of friends and stuff, like your Hollywood friends or what, you know, Portugal friends, right? They see you, and they'll be like in the pool with their mates. They'll look over. You're doing one of your, your zingers, and they'll go, "Actually, you know what? My dad's pretty cool." I think that's a nice sort of sentiment for them. Yeah, to think, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't know if they've got that. I think they have. Mm. I think they know that you're a cool guy. Yeah, that's very nice. I think you're that. actually you're doing a disservice. For me. I think you're very empathetic, and uh, you could um, even you can even choke it out your mouth, <laughs> could you? <laughs> you sort of, you, know, you know, what, you know what happened there is you knew that you'd put the boot in. You sort of heard me being quite quiet because it's Sunday morning, and then you thought, oh, no, God, no, no, I, no. I, I need to turn this around by by telling him he's empathetic. I, I think. Anyone who knows you knows how caring you are and empathetic you are and what a nice person. I think a thoroughly modern man. I think your boys will look at you in such a way. I think when they look at you, they know that you're a, yeah, a modern guy, mm. a modern mm. dude. Mm. Thank you. you know? And you dress nice. so Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. I feel like uh, I'm being spoken to like the kid who came last in the, in the running race. <laughs> you know, you've got your shorts on. You know, those are, those look nice. You look good. You tucked your T-shirt in. You, you had a nice smile as you crossed the finish line. <laughs> so, you know, be proud of that. It's weird, isn't it, to think how, how your boys view you? I mean, look, they, they probably know that you've got some pretty epic friends as well, so that's always cool. Like, you know, mm. yeah, I'm myself and Becky and whatever. So it's, 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 it's actually an interesting point that you make because... There is something about I, I I remember always thinking like I don't want my kids to be embarrassed of me. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, there's this part of you things like want my kids to be embarrassed of me. And actually the truth is there is something about you being the parent. You cannot avoid making them cringe. That is just So you either you either try and minimize it or you embrace it, lean into it. Let me it just say be, right, well, you say your yeah. dad wasn't you know, my dad, the thing that you know, and I love my dad dearly, he's, you know, an incredible man and whatever, but he used to revel in making me cringe and being embarrassed. Mm. You know, yeah, he would like, yeah, he'd like, he was a like mechanic and sort of always, he'd pick the crappiest car to come and pick me up in when I was like yeah. 13 to think it was hilarious to beep outside the school and sort of sit there or, or put on a stupid voice or sort of, you know, say yeah, My something. dad did that. My, my dad would, would turn up his accent. <laughs> like he, it sounded like he'd literally just arrived minutes ago, right? Uh, he would also he, would, he he used to come in hot pants. What? Yeah, he used to wear oh, like, really mate. short. Sh- he used to is, wear really. Sh- I respect. He used to wear that. really. He used worse. to wear really short shorts. <laughs> and, it, and and whenever if I ever got nice trainers, like I remember once I got a brand new pair. Like I was, it was like my pride and joy. These Jordan fives. He came to school wearing them. Wow! Just to, just to see what it would do to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, my, yeah. My dad sort of, yeah. He sort of would it would revel. He was very popular at sort of like parents' evenings and stuff because he was very jovial mm. and, and sort of would often sort of like take. I mean, he still does. He'll still sort of take the mick out of me when it comes to sort of DIY around the house or whatever. He still finds it hilarious. So I can't do most things, and do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, you know, mm. he's co- yeah, he's coming up here to do some jobs while I'm away with my mum. Even my mum, to be fair, is better at DIY than I. So while you're away, your mum and dad are coming to do some DIY for you. They're doing just stuff around here. They enjoy doing stuff around the house. They, sure. they, they that's, can't. That, that, that's that's how I would tell myself uh, that that can be justified <laughs> Wait, as well. There's a generation of people, and it's not our generation. Let me tell you, who no. revel in doing things. Even right. if he goes away and stays at an Airbnb, right? He'll say to oh yeah, no, they, they had a problem with the fucking something. You know, the gas the gap valve on the fucking toilet, and I, had to, you know, so I 
sorted that out for him. Like, if there's anything wrong in a house, he'll sort it out, even if he's paying to be there. Yeah. Not that he pays to be at my house. No, no, sure. Uh, but it, it, and how will you uh, reimburse your parents for doing that? Well, I'll buy them fucking wine or, you know. Okay, that sounds like something you've just, you've just freestyled there as a last <laughs> no, question. I've brought them wine. So the, so the answer to that is fuck all. No, no, I buy them little gifts and little tokens and also, you know. Mate, it's, like, it's, the, same, it's the same thing like he called me yesterday, he's got to go to York, right? Him and my mum are going to York right. with some friends of right, theirs, right? right? Mm. And they're like, well, we're all just now just looking at the best way to York. We've just got the A to Z out. I was like, it's 2021. Get out, get literally. I can tell. Give me two seconds. Yeah. Right. It's going to take you four point fucking three three hours. Right. Yeah. Because there's a good thing called Google now. You just literally get on the A1 and keep driving. You're in York. Yeah. But yeah. he'll go. Oh, you know, I'm going to look at a couple of different things. Get the fucking the little gaze thing to so you can see how exact far it is. It's like the conversation, which everyone of that generation that I know, right, if you arrive somewhere, we'll turn around. The first thing, what, what route did you take in the end? And you're like, we follow Google. It's literally like a conversation that for years and generations people have had, probably since the Roman times where people went, oh, you know, we went on the stone road, then we had a little, you know, a little walk on the dirt, oh, the dirt track, yeah, yeah, through, through Loughborough, whatever. Like, they will go, oh, you went with the B62 onto the A55, oh, yeah, that's the best way I'd have gone there. Oh, yeah. yeah, but the, I, I think that's I think that's a lost art, you know, because now when I'm getting to gigs or whatever, I just put on the sat nav, right? I have no fucking idea where I am. If if that thing decided to shut down, right? I put if I if that that died and then I pulled over by the side of the road and I phoned somebody to help me, they go, "Where are you?" I, I, I go, I've got absolutely fucking. I'm somewhere between Crawley and Nottingham. Help me. <laughs> You'd actually probably been in my house, so I could come and help you. But um, okay. Yeah. Because I'm pretty much exactly between Crawley and Nottingham. You're between Crawley and Nottingham? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Right. It's a hell of a gaff you got. <laughs> but, yeah. I remember when, when Satnaz first came out, right? Yeah. And uh, I was working festivals at the time. We were doing festivals. Mm. And we were going to some festival in the middle of a fucking field somewhere to sell T-shirts. And um, we had a kid called Ollie who was working with us. And it was me, right. my friend Sam, and this kid Ollie. And... We're looking around trying to find this fucking field, right? And every time, you, know, you remember when Satnavs, they were like so, they just freak out quite a bit, wouldn't they, when you first, when mm. they first, and I was like, you know, it would say we're going to get to this place, then it would change the place, then it would, it would get more and more annoying. And uh, I said, oh, if this happens again, I'm just going to throw this fucking thing out the window, right? And it happens again, the thing fucking freaks out. This kid, Ollie, he wasn't the brightest boy in the world. Got the sat nav, ripped off the windscreen, and just threw it out of the window <laughs> as we were driving along at about seventy miles an hour. And I was like, "What are you fucking doing?" He went, "Just as you said, just throwing it out the fucking window, mate." And I'm like, "But I clearly didn't. We haven't got a map now. That was our only way of finding out where we are." It's a fucking insane. Like, th- let me just gauge a couple because I, you know, I haven't seen it. He's a lovely boy. Uh, I say mm. boy, he's like early twenties when we were working with us, but he was a younger mm. man than us. Yeah. Um, couple of stories like. I remember when we first worked at festivals and we used to sell sunglasses, T-shirts, right? And I said, look, the sunglasses... Where, where were you... What, what, was this like... Is this high-end sunglasses? What's... Uh... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I mean, the, 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 price, the price point was from £12. And I said, you can go down to £5, right? Lowest, okay, right, lowest right. margin is 5 highest is 12 right. But Is this a thing that you'd set up as a little entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, used to, I did this mm. for about three or four years, like, mm. sold T-shirts at festivals, just to yeah. sort of... Uh, my habit for stand-up and comedy, I wanted to try and sort of be on the open yeah. road. I respect it. I respect it. It's good. It's good hustle. And I like it. So the first day he's working for us, uh, a woman comes up and says, how much are these sunglasses? He said, £12. He said, I'm not paying £12 for these. He said, give us five. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you've got fucking, you've got about 30 price points between 12 and 5, son. <laughs> I'll give us 11.50. 11. All right, I'll yeah. give you the, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, what should I have said five and then worked up for it? No, no, don't ever say the lowest point. <laughs> how the fuck are you going to work up? You should have said, yeah, go on, work up from it. Let me see how you get on. Five pounds. Okay, I'll give you five pounds. No, actually, I mean, no, six, six, please. The worst thing, right, we've done Glastonbury. And Glastonbury is a festival. It's incredible to go. But if you work at Glastonbury, you get there a week before, uh, like five days before, set up your stall, and then you're just in, all right? Mm, and then mm. you'd leave, like, I think, day or two after. Yeah. So... We're basically, you know, and you've got people trying to rob your stall and all that. So you don't get much sleep. So we're all fucking like shattered. And we turn around and we're like, right, you know, let's just get a hotel near Glastonbury. We'll chill there for like a day. Just all catch up on our sleep. And then we'll make the drive back to London. 
So uh, we get to this place and uh, I'm like fucked and I'm sharing a room with three, there's three of us in a room. I turn around and say to these two, two guys I'm with, I said like, I was going to jump in a bath um, but if I fall asleep in there, like obviously just give me a shout and mm. just give me a knock on the door and <laughs> let me know that, uh, you know, wake me up type thing. Mm. So I get in this bath, lovely warm bath. I've not even had a proper wash for fucking, you know, week, a week. So that water's got, well, that, how quickly before that water's brown? Uh, almost automatically, it's disgusting. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But I'm fucked. It feels good, and yeah. my body Sitting just relaxes. Like Shrek in his swamp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, both, both physically and emotionally, <laughs> I look like Shrek and feel like Shrek. And uh, well, I just like my eyes go. I have a little bit of lavender as I always do. Mm. In the bath. No, I know that about just, you. Uh, some bath salts, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I buy a one way ticket to the land of Z. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm KO'd. I wake up right as. I think the last echelons of my life elite, the bath is fucking freezing. Right. I've been in there for about two and a half hours, right? <laughs> I literally am like, literally awake and it's like, <laughs> like, like yeah. the freezing sensation of being in an ice cold bath now. I just like, my, like my heart's about to stop. I sort of pull myself up and I look all over like a prune, right? Mm. I'm literally shriveled all up, but I can barely move. I'm shaking with cold. Uh, Put a towel around me. I open the door, and the two of these these two guys are sitting watching television. And I'm like, "Why didn't you wake me?" Mm. And this guy goes, "You look so peaceful in there. We wanted to, we wanted to leave you a little bit longer." I was like, "I was fucking dying. This is the kid for you. I was dying. I was genuinely like, that was it. Like if I hadn't woke myself up, I'd have just like been found frozen to death in the bath. This is how stupid you want to you want to frozen to death. Uh, well, yeah, I would." Mate, that's how it works. What do you mean that's how it works? You know, I can't believe I've got to explain temperature to you. Yeah, go on. Talk me through right. it. Well, when I got in the bath, it was hot. Yeah. When I woke up, it was cold. If yeah. it, kept, it would have kept getting colder. Yeah, you're not right? in the fucking Arctic. It's, it's, like, only gonna, it's only going to drop to a certain level, mate. Yeah. No, the water it keeps it's getting a, colder. doesn't keep getting it's colder it, forever. So wait, if you right. put a glass of water out, you leave it there for a couple of days, fucking hell, it's completely frozen through this. <laughs> Got myself a right. glass of ice here. Why, 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 people, why are people bothering to try and make ice cubes in the freezer? Just fucking leave the tray out. Temperature will keep no. dropping. Don't worry about it. No, it gets colder, though, because night yeah, time comes in. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, but sure. But once the night comes in, yeah. then you're done for. Yeah, sure. Right. Well, I, I would say... You'd if have you to are look- in water, let me say, to, just to tell you this, just because I'm worried about you genuinely now, do not be in water as the night tiptoes into the day, right? Because I tell you what, mate, you'll be done for. Don't Tom, be naive to think, like, yes, it won't turn to ice, but it will turn cold, mate. And if you're yeah. in cold water for too long, sure. your body goes, oh, I, well. I, I, I don't it. know what temperature you think I'm keeping my home at. I'm inside a fucking house. Like, well, what are you talking about? Do you know about your core temperature? Do you know about the core temperature? God, well, I don't know what you're about to tell me about core temperature, no. If your core temperature t- drops, you can never get it back. So you're always cold after that. Is that what happened to Mr. Freeze? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a super I'm not a comic book guy. So <laughs> I'd assume that that, no, that is what, what you mean. What really do you mean? What you, if your core temperature goes down, you can't ever get it back. So once your core temperature drops, let's say between, cause I'm not a scientist between like 34.5. Right. And it mm. goes into the 33s. Right. I, I understand. How, what, I understand that's lower. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is where yeah. you've really got to be careful because if it's there and it hits like goes too low, there's no way. Of, it's like a fire, right? There's if a absolute, fire goes out. So hold on, you're telling me if your core temperature goes down by a degree, there's absolutely, there is no way of getting No, 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 no. There's a baseline. I don't know the chemical reactions of it, right? But there's a, there's a place where if it goes below a certain amount, it can never get, because you can never feel that warmth to stoke that fire again. So your your body will always be at like you know when you see people are like oh god I'm always cold and you're like I can I can tell you why mate mm. you've let your court you've not taken yeah, care of sat, your temperature sat in a bath for too long what a load of shit you're talking <laughs> that, mate, that is true there's no that fucking, is true there's no fucking way that people who say oh I can't can't shake the oh you've let your core temperature drop what are you on about mate I have been told that I remember when I first heard that and I was like fucking out we need to be careful then was it Ollie by any chance <laughs> it wasn't him it was. <laughs> he had no idea about core temperatures. It was about it was another friend. So you so these poor guys that have just seen you in the bath thought, oh, look at him, just let him sending him away. Let's just let him relax for a bit. And then you get up like a fucking angry bear after hibernation. Start shouting <laughs> at them because they wanted to leave you to I relax. couldn't raise my voice because I was so cold. Mm. 
Night had come in by then. I'll tell you how late it was. I think at the time they were watching a show probably that was on at You're, in, you're indoors. They're watching telly. You're having a lavender bath. Okay. <laughs> and then you come out like you've had a near-death experience saying things like the night had come in. It was nighttime. That's what you say. They're trying to add more drama in it. I think that is but, how... Look, that's... Darkness had filled the land by the time I woke up from my bath. Let me just tell you something. I was on a beach yesterday and I actually sat there and thought, we don't give enough gravitas to the sun and moon's work. Oh, yeah, it's night time now. Night come in. He's there every day for you, the moon, doing his thing. The moon doesn't make it dark. What what the fuck are you talking about? Well, the sun goes in and the moon comes out. No. First of all, neither of those things happen. That's that's, That's what appears to happen. Right. Is this the first time you're finding out that the Earth moves? No, I know that the Earth moves round. Yeah. So like what, a circular motion. So did, did you watch the right. Teletubbies and think that was a documentary? <laughs> no, the way that the Earth moves round, obviously we go past the sun and we yeah, go past sure, the moon. Sure. I know that. Yeah. Right? So, so the night comes in, the night draws in, and you yeah. think we need to what? Uh, I just think celebrate we need to show. the moon. Yeah, you know what I you think are? We need to be you're a little a, bit more. You're a witch. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you are. <laughs> You want to go out there and do one of your little festivals? (laughs) Let me just say one thing, right? A little dance of the moon. I have never been to such a beautiful beach as the one I went to yesterday. Which What was it? Holcomb Beach, Norfolk. Mm. I think you truly love it. I think you need to go. That's the best beach in the world you've ever been to? No, look. Or or does it happen to be the beach you went to? Why don't you just really say what you mean? (laughs) Holcomb Beach was the beach I went to most recently. (laughs) <laughs> and it's the one that I can easiest remember. No, right. Let me just say, I think it was a, it was a lovely surprise how beautiful it was. Right. Okay. So you uh, had low got, expectations. Yeah, I got there. The sand was just like, like flour between my toes. Right. Okay. I take off my shoes. I roll up my trousers, and I go into the sea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stood there yeah. just for a second, uh, as the waves. Actually, more than a second because it takes probably for about 15, 20 seconds where I just stand, right? Mm, yeah. And, Who are you with? Uh, with my wife and my okay. dog. Right. right. And, the, and where, where's your wife at this point? She's also in the sea with her together okay. and a dog, but he doesn't like waves. This is, really so. not, this is a really nice story, actually. Right. And it, the waves are just gently lapping against our shins, mm. okay? I look towards the sun and he's done for the day, or she. And then I look across and it's you know, a beautiful moment we can see the sun and the moon. And it's almost like the moon is just nodding to the sun to say, yeah, I got this now. And it was just a nice moment. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Do you ever have moments like that where you just Do I ever have in? moments where I think this is a profound moment when it actually just sounds like the opening to a children's book? The waves gently lapped against Tom's shins. He looked up. The sun, the sun put his coat on, and he headed off. And just as he was leaving, the moon popped in and said, "Hello, mate. I've got this now." <laughs> Thank you," said the sun. "You're welcome," said the moon. I had a beautiful ice cream. It was a really nice day. I think that we've got to take those moments in life sometimes. Just that it doesn't have to be like a minute or an hour, just mm. a couple of seconds, just to sort of like, just actually take it all in. Yeah. Good. I, I've had a few muggy moments recently. That's as surprising as an absolute mug. Look at you, you're so fucking pleased with yourself. I wasn't going to say that, but mm. I thought, nah, go for it, go for uh, it. I was on the plane coming back from Portugal. As you know, I'm I'm sat I'm sat down. I sat next to Charlie on the way back, and um, people are coming in, boarding the plane. This guy's holding his kid, yeah, right, little kid, like maybe two, something like that, right. Yeah. He's got he's got this kid in his arms. The kid looks at me, right, yeah, and goes and sort of gestures to him. It was so, and went Enu Enu right, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, Enu, and the way that the kid said it. Was like, I thought, I think they've invented a racial slur. <laughs> I, I think they call brown people Enos. Like, that, that's the way the kid said it to me. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just Wait, he's a racist kid. I don't, mate, listen, I'm telling you, he referred to me as an Eno. I, Who's I've your ne- youngest kid, Alex? Ch- Charlie. Charlie. 
Charlie. Yeah. So in that situation, Charlie's got a man up, right? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think Charlie was aware of, uh, you know, because there's an argument there that I'm being deeply paranoid. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I'm not but sure. the kids, he's the kids. What's, what's the dad like? Break the dad down for me. Uh, love, hate across his knuckles. <laughs> uh, Union Jack tatted on his forehead. Uh, he spat at me as he walked past. But I don't think that's got anything to do with it. <laughs> no, but genuinely, what did he look like? He just looked quite he? like a middle-class kind of, yeah. you know, well, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know these well guys... Well-hidden racist. No, do you know, like, you know these, there's certain dads that are just very well-groomed. Do you know what I mean, he's got like a little fresh polo tucked into his shorts and espadrilles and all. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Just like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, you know, okay. You look pretty well. Yeah, nicely, nicely done. You know what I mean? Did you sort of say anything or did you just suck it up? Well, it took me a while to process what was happening. I sort of, I sort of saw it and at first I went to laugh because I thought, oh, that kid's cute. And then and then, I, and then, as they walked past, I realised they'd both agreed that I'm an, an Eno. But I just don't know what Eno is. I've never heard did it. Did you not Google it? I mean, I'll Google it now. I don't think... He didn't seem embarrassed about it. Do you know what I mean? Eno. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Well, that's quite a popular baby name, apparently. Really? So anyway, can somebody tell me, is Eno an insult or is, there, is this something that, you know, I, I'd really it's like It's a good know, place for, I, for I, I felt slighted. the Aulians and the Wolfians to, to get on. Another thing yeah. that happened to me the other day, mate, is for the first time in a long time, I ate a, 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 some food stood up. I know this sounds like a, a non-story. Go on. But I was, like, on, I was on my way to a meeting. I was like rushing. I was absolutely starving. I didn't know when I was going to get get a chance to get some lunch. I didn't have time to sit down and, and eat something. So I just stopped in a Tesco, got a wrap, and then like I stood outside where I was due to go into the meeting and just ate this thing in the street. Sort of inhaled it. How often do you do that? Me? Yeah. Not, not, it's, a, I mean, it's, walk, it's, it's low, isn't it? It is a low thing to do. do you know I think? walk and eat sometimes. But I, I mean, Tesco, I, I've just sort of more than anything, I'm like, of all the places you could go in London, you went to Tesco's. Well, I was in a, like a super rush. No? So I, was just, I, I, I didn't have time to specifically go anywhere. Yeah, I was just like, there's a Tesco there. Is that your problem with what I did? No, I just think like for me, I'd always just go like, look, I'm, uh, look. There's some Tesco's is great. I use Tesco's a lot as a. As a Let big me tell you shop. something. They do a ve- they do a vegan uh, hoisin duck wrap. Delightful. Really? Mm-hmm. Let me just say by the way, fake meats are just getting incredible. I know we talked about this a long time ago. Mm. Fake meats are getting incredible. Yeah. yeah, they're just getting better and better and better. Yeah, yeah. what's your favorite? I actually think that meats will, people will start having meats completely in the next sort of probably the next ten years. Within the next 10 years, people will stop eating meat completely. Yeah, I think that they're getting so good at pretend meats. What, what an incredible way to make something quite intelligent, uh, complete bullshit with one word. <laughs> what? what word's the bullshit word? 10. How many years do you think it'll be? It's going to take longer than 10 years. You think everybody is not going to, everyone's going to stop eating meat in 10, within 10 years. Look, I think some people are going to do it with merit. Some people are going to do it by being tricked. I had some fake chicken the other day. Mm. When the guy turned around to me and said it was fake chicken, I was like, what? Explain to me the scenario that that happened, please. I ate, I had some food to eat. Uh, I Where? ordered uh, in Soho. It was a You're little in Soho place. And you ordered yeah. chicken. Yeah, but I didn't, on the menu, it did say it wasn't real chicken. Right. But it was labeled as chicks, C H I X. Okay. Right. So when I ordered it, I just assumed it was chicken. Sure. Didn't read the bit under it. It sounded nice with the sauce and rice. Okay. Afterwards, he, I was like, that, that was amazing. That chicken was so succulent and juicy, juicy, right? You didn't say that. I always have a comment if I've really enjoyed food. Yeah, yeah. but don't say, don't say succulent and juicy. <laughs> Why not? That's exactly what meat should be when it's nice. Just say it's nice. Just say it's delicious, tasty. Well, yeah, but then anyone could say that. You could say it's that about anything. It. Yeah, but you don't want to get fucking arrested for paying your compliments <laughs> to the waiter. Right, look. If I turned around and said, "Oh, you know, oh, that, you know, that's an attractive partner you've got. They're succulent and juicy," right? <laughs> that would be rude. Sure. If I'm describing something that was perfectly succulent and deliciously juicy, right? That's fine to use those adjectives. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, sure. Like otherwise, what are fruit critics going to say about every place they like? Mm, very nice. We'll definitely come again. Like the one time that you can really use your vocabulary, right? Yeah. Is. <laughs> When you're discussing food, yeah. I think. Yeah, sure. But I mean, what I'm saying is, discuss it with whoever you're eating with afterwards. Don't... You know, I was on my own, so he became my sort of like, friend don't, in just, a way. Just, I, it's inc- the, I, do you know what? I, 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 really admi- I really admire this about you, <laughs> that you, if you're on your own eating somewhere, you do the exact opposite of me. What I do 
I don't make direct eye contact. I order as quickly as possible. I eat as quickly as possible. And then I run out and sort of pay on the way out. You, on the other hand, fucking burden whoever's serving you with the job of being your mate for the duration of the meal. Do you not chat to the waiters and stuff when they come over? And not a bit really, of no. I mean, I'm polite. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'd say I, I, your, yeah. Your, your manners are, you know, you're excellent. And and if, if something comes up, you know, if something happens, I'll I'll sort of re- reference it, but I won't go. Oh yeah, it's, I won't. Like, I won't. I won't open up a banter channel needlessly. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever ask them like how long they've worked there or sort of questions about themselves? No, really? I do not. No, no. I often do. Do you? Yeah, and I'll say what's good on the menu. Da, 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 da. That's that's yeah. That's that's within the normal. Yeah, within normal remit of things you'd say to to. Is it? Do you know what one of my most treasured things is? When you go to a restaurant and you notice a member of staff who used to work somewhere else, and you're like, "Oh, didn't you used to work in so and so?" And they'll go, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and it's quite a nice moment. Yeah, and then they, they then later on that night they'll call the police and go, "Look, I don't want you to do anything about this now, <laughs> but I just want to sort of flag it up. If it could be written down somewhere, I put just sort of recorded in some place. There's a guy wherever I work, he turns up." Costa, yes, yeah, it was yesterday, and uh, there was it was a quite a busy. There was one woman working. Shout her out, she did incredible, mm. smashing it. Um, uh, and there was a guy about four people down, and he had like a ponytail, but his hair, top of his head was black, and then like his ponytail was red. Mm. They were black and red hair together, like the AC Milan shirt, right? And he turned around to the woman and was like, "Is Daniel working today?" And she was like, "Oh, he's not in again today." And he, yeah, and he went, I'll catch up with him sooner or later. And he laughed for about five minutes on that joke. Like, I just, I found it very sweet. Quite a sort of, he's been coming in every day looking for Daniel. And this is the, clearly Daniel's are trying to avoid him. Mm. Yeah, it's quite a nice sort of moment. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny how we um, describe time, you know, because like, there's absolutely no way he laughed for five minutes at that joke. <laughs> no, that's because that would be, right. that would be, that wouldn't be sweet. That'd be fucking insane if he went. I'll catch him. I'll catch up with him sooner or later, and then just stood there laughing for five solid minutes. <laughs> Should we just but, do a thing now? But that's me. That's me. That's that's me taking you very literally. But I knew what you meant. Well, I, no, no, it's so weird. You said five minutes in my head. I go. It's slightly too long. So ten seconds in my head. I think. Even right, that. No, no. Even it was that longer than ten long. seconds. Okay. It was longer than ten seconds. Well, look, look, ten seconds is. Let me do ten seconds of laughing now. Okay, ready? Go on, I'm going to time you. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. I'm going to tell you when. Okay. okay. And go. <laughs> Stop. Right, so that's fucking bananas, right? That's, <laughs> that, is... that sounded insane, right? Yeah, I, right. I definitely can tell you it wasn't five minutes, right? It was more, <laughs> right, if, have you got any way of timing or should I time? Yeah, I can time if you, what do you, what do you want to do? Okay, okay all right, see. okay. This let, is let how long I reckon in. it was. Let me count you in, okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> I'll catch up with him sooner or later. <laughs> about that sort of thing 18 seconds yeah and there's no fuck and also there's no fucking way he did that (laughs) absolutely no way he did that it's also including you saying the joke and then repeating it what twice no he repeated the joke he did repeat the joke at least once and then he had a what looked like a nice cold sort of pineapple type drink and, and made his way out. Mm, fair play, son. It's sort of quite sad as well because in a way I'm just like I sort of think he probably needed a friend yesterday and he sort of turns up every day to get you know a drink and hopes that Daniel's going to be there. Clearly hasn't got Daniel's number or any way of sort of hitting him up on Instagram or mm. Facebook or whatever. Mm. So he sort of goes in for a chat with this elusive Daniel and yeah, it was a bit of me that felt oh, man if I wasn't going on a road trip with my wife and going to the beach I'd probably sort of said to him right, oh my oh, yeah, god you, were you with your wife in this <laughs> no, no she was waiting in the car oh okay she's waiting yeah. in the car yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay All right. so sorry yeah, that, yeah. there's nothing wrong with her waiting in the car she's in my head you were sat down at a table when this happened but you were in the oh, queue oh no no I was in the queue yeah. I was in, I, I'm, I'm 
I like to soak it in when I'm in a queue and see what sort of things people are ordering. And, yeah, you know, it absolutely doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Do you ever, in the queue, just sort of like do a little huff and then sort of go, this is longer than you, not usual? Or sort of like to anyone else in the queue? Or... No. No, but you, you have that thing that you where you do a knowing look at, you make eye contact with someone about a customer in front. Just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could have made up, could have made up your mind in in the queue, mate, rather than deciding yeah, that. That happened yesterday. That happened yesterday. Two girls who didn't hadn't thought about what, and they had the last two chocolate twists. So fucking enough. What? Yeah, I was devastated. Yeah, I was watching these two chocolate twists, and then I was like, and this woman's working on her, and she's clearly not going to have enough time to make any more chocolate twists. But it just makes you think, doesn't it, about people, how different everyone is, I guess. So I, I um, I was with uh, two of the boys, and as you know, we've talked about this. They love a chocolate twist. Yeah. And um, there are two chocolate twists left. The boys wanted one each. Do the maths. I say to the I say to the girl working there. So can I have two, two, those two chocolate twists? The woman behind me goes, "Oh, I had my eye on one of those." Wow, wow, uh, that's thought, put you that in a is, very I mean, hard predicament. First of all, that takes some fucking bollies to say Thanks, that. That's, yeah, I respect. I, there's a part of me that wishes I'd done that the other day. You know what? I had me in pan of raisin, and I hated every bite of it. Mm, mm. You know when you're sucking yourself up for a fucking surf upon a fucking chocolate twist and you end up fucking the stinky old pan of raisin. It's just not the same, is it? No, you're absolutely right, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Do you know who I feel the most sorry for? Is Catherine yeah. having to listen to that monologue when you get back in the car? She was actually more upset about not having a chocolate twist than I was. Yeah. Because yeah. I had to, in the end, I had a pan of, took my pan of raisin and half of hers. Yeah, of course you did. Oh, it's <laughs> horrible. Fucking stick, it tastes like ashes in my throat. Can I have a bit of yours? <laughs> <laughs> I ate like a dustbin yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I had a pat that pan of raisin. Mm. Then I had what, fish one and, and chips. One and a half pan of raisin. Yeah. Then I had fish and chips for lunch. Nice. With a bread roll. With uh, a bread roll? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to eat your chips in. What the fuck? Is... <laughs> now, listen, right. you've justified bread in the past with mopping up sauce. Yeah. Yeah, you've got no such excuses with fish and chips, mate. It's a dr- mate, these I've... Are dry items. Have you ever had chips in a sandwich? Yeah, sure, I have, yeah. Yeah, and did it not blow your mind? Every bite is delicious if it's got just enough yeah. vinegar and salt on. Yeah, sure. But, you know, that's when I feel like having a chip. It's like going, it's like going, so I had fish chips and a lamb jow frazee. So that's a bit fucking mad, isn't it? Sorry, mate, have you ever had a lamb jow frazee? Yeah. Delicious. No, right. When I get into a fish and chip shop, I never intend on getting a roll. But then I see them sitting there mm. and I think, They've been sent out to do something special. And actually, there's nothing sadder than probably like being a bread roll at the end of the day who hasn't been picked. He's been freshly buttered. He's sitting there. He's like, oh, hopefully this is my, you know, because bread rolls have only got a day's, you know, we talked about butterflies. We talk about, you know, how long something's got. They're just going to be in the bin, mm. you know, or maybe just maybe a member of staff just fucking suffers it. You know, very much like the fucking life cycle of a pan of raisin. Yeah. So being picked as a bread roll and someone to come and go, you know what, I'm going to have a bread roll as well. I think it's a very decent accolade. If you were a bread roll, would you would you rather your fate be sort of languishing in a bin or yeah. would you like someone like you to buy you and eat you? Is that what Mate, you prefer as a thing? That's your purpose as a bread roll. Right. Okay. Otherwise, you're just going to end up in landfill. Sure. But you're just, you know, you're, ch- you're chilling then, aren't you? Yeah, but then it's like you winning all your awards and stuff, right? That for a bread roll, the biggest award, the biggest thing that you can do in life is passing is... through your arsehole in about forty-eight hours' time. <laughs> oh no, he's already been through. <laughs> I had pizza last night, so oh, right, fair enough. And then for tea, I had the Domino's pizza. What'd you go for? Double decadence. Oh Texas my god! Barbecue. Really? Yeah, it was a pretty gross day. Did you feel? How did you feel at the end of that day? I actually didn't feel bad at the end of the day. I woke up this morning feeling like an absolute piece of shit. Mm. I think because I've not. This week I've been really busy, so I've not trained enough, and I, I don't neither. feel that. Me neither. And I feel very, very like, yeah, you know, the difference of training at least four times a week and the difference of doing nothing mm. is a big like hit on your mental health, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I it think. Well, well, actually, I was going to say. By the way, it's lovely to speak to you. We haven't really spoken to each other as much as we normally do this week. Yeah, but we are both a bit like. Um, you know, this has been fun, but we are a bit subdued, aren't we? I think I think that is because neither of us have been on it. You know, there's, your energy levels are, oh, yeah. are, are totally determined by it. How you are in your head is determined by it, isn't it? Massively. Mm. I think this week, I got to Friday and I was like, like I said to my wife, I'm literally so anxious. 
Yeah. And she's like, about what? And I was like, I, I have no idea about That's what. That's the worst, man. It's late I've got, in I've bed got it, at bro, three in the I've morning. Got it, I've got it today. I've got it today. I'm just like, I've got, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got stuff. I've got a tour show load of stuff, but I'm buzzing to do. Like, I love doing touring. Yeah, yeah. But it's just this thing sitting in the back of your brain where you're just like, I feel like I've got a bad feeling or like a worry or whatever. And then you go, what Mate, is it? Horrible. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know I lay in bed at three o'clock this morning with like literally like something, so you know, like someone's just turning your whole yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. like your, your insides and you're like, why, what, what have I got to be so worried about? You know, I'm a positive sort of person. Woke up this morning, went for a nice breakfast, but was just sitting, just, I just feel, yeah, I feel like this anxiety sort of leads into this sort of quite horrible paranoia of yeah. like a sort of feeling of unrest. Mm. When actually you should be rested and then it's, you know, you're sort of, your whole head is just clicking and clocking and you're like, it's just, yeah, it's not, not a nice thing. I, and it, weirdly, I know as well, I'm like, if I, if I'm boxing, I try and go boxing twice a week, try and do workouts, uh, we stand a couple of times a week and then, you know, I feel better for it. It's just work last week was insane. Oh. That literally was like every day leaving the house at six, not home till nine. And it's, you know, that thing of like, I just haven't got time. And then that weird thing of, you know, like when Mark Wahlberg and The Rock came out, was like, oh, this is my daily routine, right? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I remember me, I think even on here, me and you scoffed and we joked about it and we were like, there's a part of me that was like, when like halfway through last week when I started to really fucking, I could feel my fucking head going a bit. I was like, oh, that's why they get up at five and fucking smash a routine. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They'll, catch a, they'll catch them sleep in the car or they'll catch them sleep on whatever on the train. You know, that they get a train, but they'll catch up on that. But the main thing is just to get that fucking, that adrenaline, that, yeah, that fucking, yeah. to totally. sweat. Totally. It's worth doing it. Um, and also, we haven't spoken to each other as much. I mean, I do think that's yeah, a fact. Yeah, I've missed your sweet, sweet tones. Well, you know, you've been busy, haven't you? So have you, though. So have you. I've noticed you've been busy. Not on your own Instagram, but you've been popping up on other people's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to do some emails? Let's do it, baby boy. Um, it. Okay, this is from Tom T. Wow. It's quite a quick wow. on this first one to start off with. All right. Hello, Romesh and Tom. Wow. Ple- 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 pleasure to know you may be reading my email. I was listening to the podcast and you were talking about Red Bull Romesh. I thought I would tell you that Red Bull contains taurine, an enzyme from bull's intestines. So it's not vegan or vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. I want to be vegan, and but sometimes eat things with egg in, like pasta and noodles. I've drunk energy drinks before and read the label to see taurine halfway through. Gross and infuriating. Sorry to bother you, but I thought you'd want to know. Um, wow, what a nice guy. Shout out, Tom T. Do you believe that? Yeah, I, I can't see why Tom T would lie. Seems like a pretty earnest chat. I'm not suggesting that Tom T's lying. I'm suggesting that Tom T's wrong. Have you looked do, into do, this? Well, I look into it right now. But if, to me, I'm going to be honest with you, it feels incredibly unlikely that if Red If it is Bull, likely, that, would that you go Red... toe-to-toe? Well, it's got in the name, though. It's Red Bull, isn't it? So it would feel like something that could be true. Would you go toe-to-toe with Red Bull if this is true? What do you mean go toe-to-toe with them? Well, would you? I mean, as a vegan, and you're probably, I'd say, in the in the top ten vegans in the world, like Gwyneth Paltrow and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, would yeah. you not get on your vegan group and say, "Look, we've got a fucking problem here." I'm looking it up now. Where do you get taurine from? Is that what I should Google? Yeah, yeah. What is taurine? Uh, oh god. Oh no. Wowzers. Uh, taurine in energy drinks. Where does it come from? Despite urban myths, taurine does not come from bull urine or bull semen. The so-called wonder molecule is a type of amino acid found in many foods added to energy drinks because of its benefits. Red Bull is suitable for vegetarians. So there you go. Wow. There you go. Uh, Tom T, happy to have, uh, to have you know, you think fielded that. that. Do, do, do you know where Red Bull originally originated from? No. Are you about to tell me that you pronounce it Red Bull or something like that? No, no, no. Um, it was originally made for army GIs in the Vietnam War to keep them up. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. A lot of them had um, quite serious sort of like side effects. It, it's been watered down now and it's not as strong as it was. Right. One, yeah, that's where it first was invented. How do you know this? I'm looking it up now as you say. How do you know that? I remember when Red Bull was first on the mix and someone told me that. I was I was addicted to Red Bull and vodka back in the day. Yeah, you can get fucked up on that. And I'm not talking about the Red yeah. Bull and vodka. I'm talking about if you have, if you know sometimes when you're knackered yeah. and you think Red Bull's a solution... Actually, what happens is is you get yourself into a bit of trouble. I don't touch it now. I wouldn't touch it with a barge bowl. I literally really? am right. Yeah, Why? Nah, since because I, I used to drink it all the time when I was right. working on sites and stuff. I was genuinely like 
I'd have a couple of coffees in the morning and then right. I'd be on the Red Bulls in the afternoon. I'd probably have sort of four or five of them. What about a monster? Ever have a monster? Yeah, but you know what? I know this is really harsh and, you know, I don't want to go to a with monster because, you know, it does some good work. But whenever I see someone drinking, I have I a massive can of monster. Mate, like, I know. Red Bull, I... I look at Red Bull and I still look at it and I, I still have eyes of adulation towards Red Bull. I still look at it and go, guys, we had some great times with you. Mm. Fucking, I know it's girlfriend that you really got, you don't bear any old, you know, ill will or sort of, it was sure. not a bad breakup. Sure. When I see someone, I saw a guy yesterday at the beach and he had a massive can of Monster mm. and you just think that is so much energy. I know. No one needs that much. No. And the stuff it does to your guts. Yeah, yeah. It, when you read about, you know, have a little look into it, man. Right. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, thank you very much. You got quite serious there, actually, didn't you? Yeah, it's probably the most, That's probably the most serious. Yeah, it is the most serious you've ever been, I think. Um, okay, <laughs> next email. Uh, this is from the Threadbre- Threadbare Lakeland Terrier. Wow. Okay, so um, Anon, please. I mean, I can't imagine Lakeland Terrier is a real name, so I think we're right. Hi, Wolfowl Pod Squadron. I'd like to follow up on Tom's tales of pre-holiday body hair shaving and get some advice. As a younger man, I had a trip booked to Italy with a mixed-sex group of pals. I was acutely aware that I'm a hirsute man. Every other guy on the trip had a smooth boy-like torso. So I was concerned that I'd have a Sasquatch vibe, relatively speaking. I was single and hoping to mingle and fretted that this would count me out. I took drastic action. Days before takeoff, I had my back professionally waxed for the first and only time. The lady who did it said, whatever you do, don't get hot and sweaty for the next 24 hours. As I left... I got a text from someone suggesting a trip to the Clapham Grand, correctly maligned in previous pods, that night. I went and I got hot and sweaty. Two days after, we took off for Pisa. My back was itching. It it broke out in a galaxy of zits. My hairless freak friends capered by the pool and I cowered on the lounger with my usual dusting of fur replaced by throbbing pustules. Fucking hell. I I did not romantically mingle and my miscalculation is still referred to 15 years later. I've never messed with my back since. I'm now a happy husband and dad, but do sometimes dream of a smooth rear torso. Tom, how do you shave without getting stubbly or spotty? Sure, you need assistance to get to the middle bits. All help would be appreciated. Number one, Anon. Because um, that other name's, frankly, too long to remember. Um, look, back knee is what you had there. So when the lady said she do not get hot and sweaty, that is, that is gospel, my friend. That is something you should have listened to. You should have, so look, you're young, you're impressionable, you probably want it to be cool, but, you know, if you kept it on a down low, kept that back nice and kept it on ice, um, you'd, you'd have, wouldn't have had the problem with the with the back knee. I've been there, bro. I've had that back. I've had that. How bad is back knee? How bad is it? It's yeah. fucking awful. Really? Because you then get pustules on your back that you can't even reach. And if you're single, it's fucking 110 times worse. It sounds horrific. It's, yeah, it's not good. So, listen. You're a father now, my friend. You're married now, my friend. What are you, you doing? Are what, are you do- what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to go on a different you, angle. You, the like- way you're talking, it sounds like like a Japanese film being like dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I was younger, I went to Sweden with uh, my uh, my family because my my dad's best friend had married a Swedish woman and right. uh, they were all over there in Sweden and mm. they we, we went out and watched like we were watching TV like and it was like a lot of American TV that had been dubbed into Swedish and I always remember they had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and every character was like done by the same person so it was Uncle Phil Will or Carlton they just all had the same voice people were pissing themselves like Swedish people were really laughing I was like this hasn't got any of the, you wouldn't have any idea you know he wasn't even trying to do different voices the guy yeah, he was even doing Hillary have you ever done a show that's been dubbed into another language? No. I've had a couple of shows like Misadventures went to, they put it on Indian television. I mean they've got like I've I've seen clips of it dubbed with like some guy doing my voice. It's so mad, man. It's just like What's, what how's he done? Has he sort of gone with that monotone voice or is he more like <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know like you've on this, you have a bit more like sway, but you know, yeah, when you're doing your intellectual shit, it's quite sort of teetering. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't try and in, in, uh, impersonate me. If that's your question, all oh, right. Um, so, so basically, he just needed to. Um, I, what? What? Gone. Look, I'm just going to say now, don't let this that incident in Pizza or Pizza or whatever you Pisa, went Pisa, Pisa, Pisa. Yeah, Pisa. 
be the Doberman at your back. But you do need to just go and, and, and get it lasered or get it waxed and just really treat yourself. It's a really ha- incredible thing. You'll feel amazing. How hairy is your back right now, as I'm talking to you now? Mine? Mm. Well, I keep mine on the down low now. I keep it nice. Yeah. It's probably got it's got a few sprinkles, sprinkles. It's probably like a garden that's just beginning to bloom. Right. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well, you don't get any hair on your back. You're quite. I oh, do you're get quite a bit, sort of, but I don't. Sh- I don't shave. I don't keep on. You, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, my ass right. is got you know what, what someone would normally call the ass, but obviously I don't have one. It's quite hairy. Is it? Yeah. In fact, that's the only thing that denotes that an ass has started is the increased <laughs> hair. <laughs> You couldn't tell anything from it, from gradient or slope or anything like that. It's just darker. Just a bit more of a lawn. Like uh, the rough on a golf course. <laughs> oh, what? what oh, You've had it in the rough. Got yourself Get in back trouble, on the fairway. <laughs> Here we go. This is from The Sparrow. Uh, dear wolf owl and swan congratulations on a great podcast thank you for entertaining me over the last year i'm getting in touch for your opinions slash advice i bought my first home last year congratulations and i have a hot neighbor with whom i get on really well i like the sound of this i like this well yes there's a lot of flirting and the chemistry between us is palpable my question is should i make a move on my neighbor is this wise on the one hand there's an argument for not shitting where you ate. Okay, giving away a little bit what your intentions are. On the other, I'm not getting any younger. I'm 40. Sometimes you have to throw caution to the wind and go for it. What do you think? Your wise words will be carefully considered. Love to the three of you. The sparrow. So, what do you think? Man, look, I think destiny has had a shake-up in the sparrow's life. And I think it's rolled a dice that has led the sparrow to making its nest near maybe someone it's intended to be with. Life is a long journey, my friend. And if I was you, I would, I'd have a little stroll over there. I'd have a laugh, a joke. And maybe, just maybe, just, I'd look, I'd, I'd, I don't think you should be standing around and saying, yo, yo, Dal, let's go out for, um, for a meal or come around to my place and I'll cook you some dinner. But I do think like turning around and going, hey, how about we grab a drink? Mm. Yeah, let's leave this street stroke building behind. Go and get an ice, ice, ice cold drink, or if it, the weather's depending, go and get a nice warm coffee or glass of wine. Different drinks. Yeah, sure. Um, That's the main thing she wants to get at the bottom of. So is this a woman who's writing in or a man? It's a woman. Okay, it's a, it's a woman in that case, yeah. Take the ball by the horns. I think have a little bit of a joke, be jovial. But let me tell you this, if the flirting is up and you're feeling that that vibe is there, I will guarantee by the time this podcast comes out, he has asked you for a drink. You guarantee that? Pretty much, yeah. Do you not do you not think that there's? I mean, the reason I assume that she's feeling a little bit unsure is because there are obvious issues, aren't there? Well, like, well, like if they do go out for a drink, and it goes terribly, or they do start seeing each other for a bit, and it goes terribly, and then they live next to each other. That sometimes that this is the difference between, I guess, me and you. In some ways, I'm sitting at the blackjack table, and I've got eighteen. Yeah, maybe sometimes you've got a twist for that twenty-one. Because, yeah, you might go bust, but you also might win the pot. That is, yeah, life is a roller coaster, man. You've got to ride it, fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Well, look, I, I, I think just go for it, gentlemen. You know, it's probably, it'll probably be all right. I think as well, the, the truth of the matter is, if he's flirting, yeah, if there's that vibe, yeah. And also, let him be the douchebag. Say, yeah, do you want to go for a drink? If he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to chance my arm. I yeah, don't know, then just go, yeah, pussy, and just walk off. No, uh, uh, that te- feels like terrible advice. Or just yeah, but I don't. She, think she, also, she also she also said, "Should I make a move on my neighbour?" So I don't know whether she means like she wants to start a relationship with this geezer, or she just wants you know to visit Smashtown for a little bit, you know, a little bit of casual. Th- well, no, either or. I think the truth of the matter is this, yo. You are in a blessed and new position in your life, and enjoy that position. It's like risk. You have got all of your players in, in on the in the best side of the board mm-hmm. you know or you've got you've got a stranglehold on europe just take russia and you're in the game baby okay all right it, well listen sparrow if you can make any sense out of that load of shit then uh good luck to you i hope that you're uh <laughs> i hope that you're able to find some sort of way through also, let, so let let us know how it goes sparrow yo. get in touch <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> please do sparrow yo. Okay, look, Tom, it's uh, 
It's about that time, my Yo. Can you please... Uh, it's been quite... What would you, how would you describe this one? I would say it's been quite relaxed, quite chill. I think it's a chilled vibe. I mm, think it's been a chilled chill. vibe. Very and, chill. Yeah, very chill vibe. I think that's yeah. down to... Look, we've talked about, you know, where we both are mentally, where we both are physically. Sure. Um, sure. And, sure. you know, let's rep it, let's rock it, and let's just try to, to, to top it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to take us out? Okay. Sandra Beaver book was the best bartender stroke cocktail waitress in the small town of Helsinki that she lived in. People would come from miles around to taste her delightful cocktails, and she was incredible. Her house special, however, which was the nature fizz, was the one that everyone loved. Everyone ordered it. It was an incredible cocktail. And she started to feel a little bit more relaxed about the fact that, you know, she'd uh she'd done this you know that she'd she'd smashed this thing and everyone was ordering the same old things every day day in day out and she beaverbrook started to almost just ride it easy really she almost didn't experiment anymore and everyone loved her cocktails uh but everyone ordered safely then one day she comes into the bar and her manager uh, Hernandez turns around and says, yo, uh, we're out of lemonade. And she says, oh my God, I need lemonade to make my famous Nature Fears cocktail. Without it, you know, without lemonade, it's not the same. And he says, think of another cocktail. So Beaverbrook stands and thinks and she mixes together Malibu and eggnog and all kinds of different things and nothing seems to work. And people start coming in and everyone's ordering the Nature Fears and she has to say, they, you know, they turn around and you know, the, the waiters and waitresses say, oh, I'm sorry that you know, Beaverbrook can't make that because there's no uh, lemonade in, uh, there's a national lemonade shortage. And everyone says, well, what is her next concoction, the next thing that she can do? And Beaverbrook sweats and she worries. And out of nowhere, she mixes rum with Coke and a number of other things. And she turns it to the waiter and says, this is my next concoction. This is the Beaverbrook. And they say, oh, my God, it must be amazing you gave it your name. She waits as the first customer purses his lips against a straw and takes a slug into his mouth. Beaverbrook stands waiting to see what he does. As the straw releases from his lips, a smile comes across his face. And he says, this is truly the great, <laughs> greatest cocktail ever invented. Uh, salutations to the Beaverbrook. Everyone starts shouting the Beaverbrook, get me another bottle of the Beaverbrook. Sales in a Beaverbrook rocket, and no one ever has a nature fizz again. And as Beaverbrook makes her way home that evening, she thinks, wow, you know what? The Beaverbrook was always inside of me, and maybe I should have just had a little bit more uh, something in my own convictions. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should believe in myself more. Mm. Maybe, just maybe, sometimes when things feel like they're going against us, it's actually going for us. And that is the beaver brook in all of us. That, do you know what? I felt like it was getting away from you for, for a short time, but you, 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 you rallied it I think it the worst part of... about that one is I forgot got what I have the first name of the character that I sure. <laughs> so so it, having to name the drink and I can't remember if it was Sheila Beaverbrook or Teresa um, but look, the uh, sentiment's the same that was lovely um, look Tom yeah. it's um, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you bro thank you for letting me ride alongside you guys listening thank you for listening Tom and I going through a little bit of a, what do you describe it? Sticky patch yeah. mentally. Yeah. I hope I hope you guys aren't, but if you are, just remember you're not on your own. Do it to the max, you sweet, sweet souls. Maybe look at a picture See of me and Romesh smiling and then just think, wow, even sometimes even clowns are sad. You're going to be on Google a long time trying to find that photo. I've actually, if you want a picture of Robert Schmeiner, I've got two or three, so just get in touch. Oh, by the way, thank you very much uh, for putting out the photos of King Gary from the last day of filming. Everybody looks fucking freshly dipped, and I look an absolute fucking piece of shit. You look cute. You look so cute. You look adorable, boy. Mm. You look okay. really, really cute. Hey, mm. look, let me just tell you, right? 
even sometimes when you know a teddy bear looks sad it's still a teddy bear and you want to give it a cuddle okay yeah remember that yeah thank you all right talking to me like one of the fucking raggy dolls all right guys <laughs> take care love you peace and love from the heavens above If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.